Fox Cat. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 91. I care about it when it's in my ears. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross, the boss, McQueen. Hi ho, everybody. And to my right, Brett, the pest, Cropley. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. I, I thought you were going to say Brett, the queen. <laughs> Bus. <laughs> Brett injured. Cropley. Injured. Brett played for the three triple R PBS Megahertz on the weekend, and uh, and you did your knee apparently. Uh, I had a bit of a whack on the knee, but did the calf more so? Mm. Did you kick any goals? Achilles. Um, I I didn't get any kicks at all, but a number of assists. I was throwing myself in there. I think I impressed a number of people. A number of the 21,000 people or something I think was the figure that I saw quoted oh, in the paper fantastic. today. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, 110 grand to... Uh, just to on uh, gate sacred, receipts. Just on take gate receipts Plus, to Sacred uh, Heart Mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. So Good stuff. Getting a number of assists, is, is that like getting the uh, the, the merit badge? <laughs> uh, they're on stats. <laughs> You know, if I wasn't there, I w- there wouldn't have been a hand pass out to Sam Pang or to Johnny Von Goes to directly kick the goal. Put myself in into a rock dog sandwich. Right. <laughs> right. But I got lots of bumps. And you lost. It's not about but, who wins and lose. Big week <laughs> in television. It's big huge, week in television. Huge and week in television. More than that, a huge show this week. Oh, massive. Mm. Massive. Get out the party poppers. Yeah. It's a big show. We get cool. With Ice TV. With some Ice TV. Mark Edwards from Ice TV is coming in to talk about what the hell an electronic programming guide is Mm -hmm. and how we can make it work and what the hell ever happened to that Channel 9 lawsuit. Yeah, that'll be interesting to hear what he says. And uh, we've also got some ratings, just a a quick look at ratings. Golden Age of Television, envelope in hand, haven't Mm. peaked. Don't know what it is. Could be a controversial one this week. It could be. Mm. It could be. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I haven't peeked into the envelope. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I don't buy it. It's coming up later on. We also do have some letters to box cutters. We're going to finish it all off with pork. But as always, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. Or maybe we'll kick things off <laughs> with the box cutters news. <laughs> At last. <laughs> Big news in local TV this week with the news that uh, Daryl Summers is going to revive Hey Hey, It's Saturday. Ooh, no. But on the Channel 7 network. Well, it can't be called Hey, can it be called hey, hey, It's Saturday? No. I mean, surely, surely what, he uh, owns the name. He owns the name. He owns the name. What, what, what else would they call it? Uh, D- Daryl Summers on Saturday night. <laughs> But the, the Daryl Summers show. Um, but no, there that, has been no last. speculation that uh, it's going to be called Hey, Hey, It's That Day. But it will be a new primetime Saturday all, night all, show. All the articles I read said Daryl to revive Hey, Hey. That's to pretty specific. Re, reinvent Hey, Hey, It's That Day. I think, I think it's pretty For specific. For a new generation. Maybe it'll be uh, Hey, Hey, Revolution. 
<laughs> and they can get hey, some, hey, some skater dude called Chook to <laughs> be one of the hosts. Um, I, I, I got to say, I've uh, there's been quite a bit of talk on the internet about this. Uh, some of it from people who uh, regularly post on our blog, and everybody seems quite happy about this. People seem to think it's a good idea. What? <laughs> hey, hey, it's Saturday. Smoking. Did, did I miss something? How is it a good thing to bring Hey, Hey, it's Saturday back? It was. It was very, very dated and unfunny when it finally limped to its conclusion in 1999. About, 29 but, years. About 10 years after it lost any kind of anything that it and, had and it should I, have been axed. But and, I think it was still rating okay. But the mere fact that it got... Well, you know, it wasn't. It, it had really fallen quite far t- compared to, to its previous year's figures. And the mere fact that they couldn't even make it last until the 30th year was, yeah. I, I think, a testament to the fact that it was well past its time. Now, now I'm, not, I'm not having a go at any of these people who think, hey, good on you, it, it should come back. But please, post on the blog, boxcutters.net, and tell us why you think it's, it's good. It was, it was a terribly, terribly old-fashioned, dated show. And I don't know why in this country we can't just let things die. Let it die. Like it had its day. No, no, let it's it not going to be how it has that day. I bet you, I bet you, it will have John Blackman. It will have Molly John Meldrum. John Blackman has, has... It will rumor, have Crystal. Is rumoured to have uh, <laughs> been, been uh, called up to uh, supply his talent for the pilot. What about um, the guy who Crystal wrote all the wacky comments? The, uh, Murray, in, Tr- Murray Tregoning. Will he, will well, he be no, there? Because he's still at Channel 9. See, all the crew's still going to be over at 9. Oh, so Daryl hasn't got him over even, at 7. Not even Lucky Phil? Uh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Lucky Phil's still on the floor at or, Channel What 9. about the ostrich? The ostrich is in a museum. Really? Yeah, the ostrich is in a museum. Can't, can't doing, attend. Doing like tours and stuff. But he's not. <laughs> the ostrich isn't contracted to the museum, so uh, it oh. could be. No, the ostrich has not been taken out of the uh, Aussie ostrich. The actual puppet has not. Sorry, it was a puppet. What? <laughs> uh, has not been taken out of that museum. It's it's in the. It's, I think it's in the uh, Australian version of the Smithsonian, which which may very well be. <laughs> Greg's garage. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's what about that, the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney, or, or something? that, or that TV TV one that you see as you're driving down to uh, like Frankston down to and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see um, that. Having said that, I've, I wanted, I've wanted to stop there so many which times. Has, which has, I think, Dexter's robot and nothing else. <laughs> Does have, it really have Dexter in it? I don't. I don't, know. Know. I don't know. I've, but I've got to stop that, there one time. I don't think that uh, a 75 year old Ernie Carroll's going to be climbing under anybody's desk anytime soon. <laughs> That's the other tragedy of this. Poor Dickie Knee's all grown up now. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's like in his early 20s. <laughs> he, he can't stand there. It'll just be a back. The, the whole joke will be lost. His stick, his stick is so big, you can't even hold it with one hand anymore. <laughs> yeah. Into the bin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I now, you see, if they're reviving McAuliffe... <laughs> Fantastic. That, that wouldn't even be a, a revival so much well, as they thank God someone came to their senses. Yeah. But how, how different do you think McAuliffe's show on SBS is going to be from anything that he's done previously? Very different. I, I think it'll be. He like, won't be forced to do interviews. I think one it'll would be. Assume. I think it'll be like The Nation, but funny and current. The Nation only has two more weeks to go. <laughs> The nation is so dire. Um, mm. It was very. Are you guys watching it? No. Okay. You know what? They've, I they've mean started to and then forget. They've started talking on air about how bad their viewing figures are. 
Well, they, they mm. are they are scoring half the national figures of other programs up against them. Now, for a, a commercial network, that's a huge, uh, and a huge. My problem. understanding is they're scoring just slightly less than Rove was in the same time slot last yes. year. So, uh, and and knives are out for Rove at that point. So, and and Rove was on was on Channel Ten, which traditionally scores less mm. anyway. Mm. There was all kinds of talk last year that Rove was in trouble with its ratings. Really? Yeah, not not, not in the Rove. But isn't offices, Tuesday but... a, a soft night anyway? Uh, are, are there any soft nights? Tuesday. <laughs> I just said. Are you listening? <laughs> In fairness, you should have qualified it. Isn't Tuesday the soft night? <laughs> well, no, no. Tuesday and, and Saturday after 10. And uh, clearly Saturday 7.30 with, um, with Hey Hey It's Saturday coming back. W- what are they going to do with all those poor Benny Hill and Are You Being Served and all those timeless classics? I know. Uh, although um, the articles that I've read don't actually specify a time slot, and I actually thought when Hey Hey was in the late time slot, it was very watchable. When Hey Hey went from nine thirty to eleven thirty, that was a pretty good show. Mm. But that was also a fairly young show. I mean, it, it had gone from Hey Hey It's Saturday, the morning show, to uh, immediately Hey Hey It's Saturday Night, which yep. ran from nine thirty to eleven thirty. They could do a lot more with uh, with that. That's back when they had Chuck Lotto, which was the the precursor to Pluck a Duck, mm. and and they say it got axed because of its uh, high production costs. Really, <laughs> the cost on that big wire barrel must have been huge. <laughs> it's it's just going to be called Drumming with Daryl. Uh-huh. It's just going to be him playing, <laughs> oh, his, no. playing his drums for two hours. No, no, but these days he sings as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I'd, I could talk. I could talk about Hey Hat Saturday memories and how they have scarred me <laughs> for the rest of the show. But I won't. We we talked about Channel Ten just a little earlier. Channel Ten have announced that uh, they have a new second half of the year lineup. Ooh, this sounds exciting. Uh, now it's going to include it, it includes things like the AFL Grand Final, Rugby Rugby World Cup, the mm. ARIA Awards, things mm-hmm. that they have. You know. Anyway, just uh, talking about the AFL Grand Final, uh, the AFL have said no to a Twilight Grand Final, mm-hmm. which Ten put forward, mm-hmm. uh, but the AFL have knocked that on the head, which yeah, Ten would be very disappointed about. Because heaven forbid we should try to improve the the viewer numbers for for the Grand Final. Well, no, screw that. the The tradition states that the Grand Final starts at two thirty, but Channel Ten were were suggesting wow, the pregame. We've pre-ga- got both sides of the argument right here. The pregame <laughs> uh, entertainment start at midday, and uh, wouldn't the the entire coverage wouldn't finish until eleven thirty at night? Yeah, but imagine how good but, a half time show how, how, at night would be. How different. It would be terrible. <laughs> it would be just as bad as it is now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but with fireworks. How, how um, Screw fireworks. How, yeah, but, like, that's no different to, like, the Channel 10 coverage of the grand final day starts from 7 o'clock now in the morning mm-hmm. and goes right through till 6 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's roughly the same period of time as going from twelve till eleven. Yeah, but ba- you get to when, sleep through that boring bit. <laughs> back when the back when the grand final was on Channel Seven, mm-hmm. it used to start at midnight the night before. That's true. That's true. Uh, and and with my, all the old my footage. friend, mm. my friend Jason and I used to stay up and I watch used to love that. Yeah. all the old grand finals. Mm. We'd play Pac Man up until <laughs> up until midnight, and mm. then we'd watch all the old grand finals. 
and then uh, kind of fall asleep during the North Melbourne Grand Final breakfast, and then wake up in time for the reserves game. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, some excellent. some wags have uh, stated that when when Channel Seven gets to show the Grand Final. It uh, will be a night grand final. Uh, the game will still start at 2.30, but uh, Channel 7 won't show it until 8.30. <laughs> Ooh! Zing! Uh, so so they've, got, they've got those things. Returning shows will be Thank God You're Here, Australian Idol, So You Think You Can Dance, and, are we ready? Mm-hmm. The Wedge. Oh. Mm. oh, God. But the new programs. One of these new programs they should have put in returning. Yes. The new anyway. programs they've listed as Are You Smarter Than Fifth Grader? Yeah, which we talked about a few weeks ago, a few and, months ago now on the going, show. Who would host it here? Turns mm-hmm. out Rove McManus. Yeah. Which yes. I think is quite a good quite a good pick for it. Yeah, it seems like a good choice. It'll be interesting to see how well it does here. But he you know, I think he would uh, interact well with the kids and uh, and I be able so. to make fun of the adults. I think well, so. I, I think and he'll be tall than most of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh Californication, which is the uh the new David Duchovny show that uh is airing in fall in the US. Which will be this year's Jericho. You think? In terms of how they in show it. In terms of how they show it. I'll show seven episodes of it and then it'll just disappear without any comment. Mm. America's Next Top Model is finally coming to free-to-wear TV. In the Friday night death slot. Yes. Mm. Good luck with that, uh, America's Next Top Model. We'll get two episodes and then it'll be ripped off air for some movie. And new program for Channel 10, The Office. The mm. US version of The Office. Which... Mm, Ross, haven't they shown that before? Yes, they have. Yeah, they have. Uh, they've shown all of Series, series one. 1 and... Uh, haven't they shown Series 2? They've, well? they've shown part of Series 2. They showed it at like 11.30 on a Sunday night. Yeah, I, I thought they like ran that. right through. I thought they ran... Because Series 1 only has six episodes and Series 2 has, I think, 22. And I think they ran... I think they ran all 28 of those uh, at that pre-Grand Prix time slot of... 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. Ross, do you take credit for this? Not at all. For, for, for Channel 10 saying, here's The Office, it's The Office US, it's fantastic. Ross thinks it's great. Uh, <laughs> it actually says that in their press release. <laughs> Speaking of um, their press release, uh, have, they, have they changed the letterhead yet now that uh, they're fully owned by CanWest? Uh, no, no, it's still... No, no. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not written in Canadian, eh? Uh, they, no, no, it's not. No. No. Uh, well, keep an eye out for that. But it does because, say. Uh, it does I did say. Very briefly top. mentioned the uh, the share hold last week. Yes. Um, Cam West have uh, fully bought out Channel Ten. Does say on the top of their letterhead, uh, it's the programs we reject that make <laughs> Channel Ten the best. No, that's uh, you're thinking, uh, that's, that's John West. That's John West. Uh, yeah. No, I can't take credit for that because if I was to take credit for it, it, it would be on at a reasonable time already. I, I don't see. I don't see why they have done such a bad job with this this is this is a sh- i'll go out on a limb here this is a surefire winner for channel 10 i think if they put it on a reasonable time it will get a good audience i think it should they go back to the start no i think uh, they should go to the start of series two maybe yeah i don't i don't think they should, they should that- why i say that they should definitely not show the pilot again because people who've seen the British pilot, it's the same script, and I think that's a real turn off. But anything after that, I think they should show, and I think I think it would be, uh, I think it would rate better than My Name Is Earl, which is coming in the top three just about every Thursday night. So, so not do you, anymore. Do you think if if ten no, showed it, taken it off, haven't they? Bloody yeah. if ten, no, it was the final Ross. <laughs> yeah. If uh, if ten showed it at like nine o'clock on a Wednesday night or seven thirty, you think seven thirty? Seven thirty, eight o'clock. Eight thirty. Any of those time slots, I think it'll be a winner. Really? Yep. I think I, I, 
you're a doubter. You've watched it. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's a fantastic show. You're a believer. I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also believe. Yes, they definitely shouldn't show the pilot because that's what turned me off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's what turned a lot of people off. But having seen seasons two and a lot of season three, uh, you just start understanding that they are completely different characters. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah. you don't compare them anymore. You don't even really compare the shows anymore. Yeah. Uh, that being said... But what they've got to do is they've got to put it on for more than one episode and then say, oh, that didn't work, oh, and take it off. It's got to actually show two or three or four and get people into it and then it builds up and then they enjoy it and then they've got a hit on their hands. That's how television works, 10. No. And no. nine and seven. <laughs> See, if that's how television worked, then that's how the networks would act. Clearly, mm. Ross. Clearly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Josh, you did mention, thank God you're here. Uh in its uh, inter- international uh, assault bombardment in Moscow, thank God you're here, is Going Great Guns, the locally titled Slava Bogu T. Prishal, <laughs> is such a hit that uh, they're already up to their third season and it only began airing in September. Really? The Working Dog team uh, are barely keeping up with providing the scripts for the show over there. Well, they have to learn Russian. They do. How's Shane Bourne going over there? What, what is what is hey ho hey ho no, in uh, the way in that Russian? they do these things? Is that uh, how do you say dog, thrill seekers in dog, Russian? <laughs> working dog provides the scripts and it's uh, performed by local talent. Mm, right, and uh, you won't have heard of any of the local talent in the Moscow version. Right, so it's, it's not the two Russian people from Fast Forward. <laughs> who uh, used to do the news. As funny as they were, no. Right. A uh, bit of a scoop from the Herald Sun this week, uh, an update on what's happening with Lost. Uh, apparently, there's going to be three more series of Lost, and they're going <laughs> to run 18 episodes each, and this is going to finish in 2010. How you're did kidding, they get it so far ahead me. of us? Well, I, I hang on. <laughs> 2010? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. How, uh, <laughs> the first half of 2000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did they get this information? Well, I don't know, but it's it's uh, it's the latest in breaking television news. No according way. To is, the, that, is that really what they're in the guide? According to the headline, it was in the guide of their uh, their latest breaking news. So uh, congratulations to Kylie Miller and Darren Devlin. You're, you're, doing, <laughs> you're doing a bang-up job. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> if only we had their sources... <laughs> Um, if you caught uh, Media Watch last week, you would have seen uh, what's her face. Help me, somebody, please. I can't think of her name with the diastema. Um, <laughs> you're you're Monica, on your own here. Monica, Monica Assad uh, having a go at uh, some of the websites of the news services around the country and um, how they're open to comments from their readers and uh, how these comments often fill up with uh, racist diatribes and uh, the like, and uh, the Telegraph does tend to leave them up there. Uh, well, the ABC's Media Watch is fighting claims of hypocrisy after its website published anti-Semitic comments mocking the Holocaust and a claiming a Jewish conspiracy. Uh, one of the comments suggested that Zionist groups had taken over the ABC. Uh, Federal Labor MP Michael Danby, who does happen to be Jewish, uh, has... Uh, Complained and has written to the ABC Managing Director Mark Scott calling for Media Watch executive producer Tim Palmer to be stood down for the appalling incident. Uh, While the comments did go up, uh, Mr Palmer at the ABC claims that the posts only remained for a few minutes before being taken down. 
Mm. Well, then that's not really hypocrisy, is it? They took them well, down. Well, they did get up there. Yeah, but isn't that the idea of the internet? That they can go up there and then if somebody's offended by it, you take it down? Like, that's just the way it works. That's what happened with uh, with our blog. We don't, we don't, yes. we don't, we don't look at every post that goes up on, on our blog before it goes up. And if we see something that's offensive, but we could, we take it down. We, we, we could set it up so that we needed every comment needed to be moderated. And so, if, and if media watch are going another news organization about this issue, then maybe they should be a little more along those lines. Oh, well, that's fair enough. I think they were wrong to, to go them about the issue. Oh, it gets pretty feral on those uh, Yeah, comments. but then they should take them down. Well, yes, but the Telegraph doesn't. I, and isn't that, wasn't that Media Watch's point? Yeah. That the Telegraph doesn't take them down? Yeah. And Media Watch did take it down? Yes. So... I'm still recording Media Watch. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't read the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the estate of Dr. Seuss has... Uh, sent a cease and desist to ABC in the States mm-hmm. saying you cannot call your new sitcom Sam I Am. Right. This is the new Christina Applegate vehicle. It's a laugher because mm-hmm. God knows we need another one of those <laughs> about a woman who has amnesia. She's still white trash? Because uh, no. she has been in everything, every TV thing that she's been in, hasn't she? She, she, she wasn't white trash in Jesse. Yes, she was. No, she, she, wasn't. she was a waitress with a young child and an overprotective hillbilly father. Uh, with a shotgun. Yeah, I think you're being a little bit overly judgmental there, yeah, Brett. A little, little bit of pigeonholing if from Brett Crawley. If that's not what makes white trash, then I don't know what does. She didn't live in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't dress like she did in... Uh, in Married with Children. Ooh, I think that there were things where she did. What about the... Uh, anyway, the, the, What the, about the film with the Dakota Fanning and uh, uh, Sean Penn that came out a few years ago? That was I Am Sam. That was I Am Sam. And that's okay? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But Sam I Am, do mm. it backwards. Mm. Can't do it. But I Am Sam also came from Dr. Seuss, I think, in that case, because that was the book he could read or used to read Dakota Fanning's character. Really? I think so. Well, if anybody's actually seen the movie, yeah, I'm, and I'm completely wrong, email us, hooray at boxcutters.com. I haven't seen the movie, but, but it's an excellent was, soundtrack. Uh, a bunch of Beatles covers. Yeah, I loved it. Mm, okay. Great sound. Anyway, the show is now going to be called Samantha B. Good. Uh, B with just a letter B? Or no, B, no, B-E. B-E. And, and good, good spelled with an E at the end? No, just G O O D. So, so, so the, not... the estate of uh, Chuck Berry. Oh, is he dead? <laughs> Isn't going to go there. <laughs> Uh, no. For all intents and purposes. <laughs> it's going to be called Samantha B. Good, uh, which apparently also fits because before she had amnesia, she was a right bitch. And now that she's got amnesia, she's uh, trying to be nice to people. Did her amnesia come about by a hit on the head? And uh, if they ever want to finish it up, she'll just get another hit on the head and her memory will come back? I hope so. That's how it works in TV. <laughs> That's, it was great in uh, The Adams Family. The Nine Network's... Uh, Upcoming big budget ocean drama Sea Patrol mm-hmm. will actually premiere online three days before it uh, goes to air on your television. Uh, it'll be available to download for free uh, from seapatrol.9msn.com.au from the 2nd of July, that's the Monday, at 6pm. Um, and uh, in classic bait and switch, all the episodes after that will cost you $1.95. And that's, mm. 
that's not bait and switch if they're saying it up front. Okay. Fair that's, enough. That's just announcing. Yeah. It's not as bad as Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly in the news, Ross. Uh, quick bit of casting news. David Andres uh, f- is joining Peter's the brother. cast of... No, is joining the past cast of Heroes. Uh, he played the excellent Julian Sark on Alias. Uh, and he was fantastic in that role. But I'm not quite sure uh, how he's going to play this role because uh, he's apparently playing Takizo Kenzai. Uh which one would think would be a Japanese character. Yeah. And he certainly isn't Japanese. But he played a very dapper English cool spy, so maybe it's not such a stretch for him to be Japanese. Hey, next. Alec Guinness played a, a Chinaman a number of times. That's true. And That's uh, true. Peter Sellers. Oh, Mr. Kobayashi. Um, the usual suspects. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, uh, oh, and, uh, and also uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> In. in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Who was he? <laughs> he played a Japanese man. <laughs> it's the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but uh, Sark's a great character, so uh, he'll be another great addition to the Heroes team. Fantastic. I-, I can't wait for it. And that is the Box Cutters News. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. Just a very quick ratings, uh, because we are already running a little bit late, and I want to make room for Mark Edwards of Ice TV to come in and talk to us all about Ice TV. Yes. Uh, the, uh, the, the ratings from last week came in and in the 18 to 49 and 16 to 39 brackets, Grey's Anatomy was number one of the week. Last week? Last week. That was week. the, uh, the muchly publicised SOS, uh, episode. Right. What, what is that? Why, why was it publicised so much? What's the SOS? There was a, uh, a, uh, titular a, character, almost dead. Hmm. Right, I, I, she drowned. almost drowned in a boating accident. Well, in fact, she did, and she was cold. Yes, and right. not breathing, no heartbeat. So, in in mm. All Saints vernacular, that is mm. one of their own. Mm. I believe it was a boating accident. <laughs> that's a that's a Simpsons quote for never mind. Uh, but interestingly, <laughs> the number one program of last week was sixty minutes mm. from all people, mm. and. Uh, Grey's Anatomy was seventh. Yep. So, old people clearly watching a lot more television than the young people. Bloody baby boomers. And what was on 60 Minutes? Who watches 60 Minutes? Baby boomers. Lots of people. It it goes 60 Minutes, 7 News on Sunday, 7 News Weekday, It Takes Two, National 9 News Sunday, CSI Miami, and then Grey's Anatomy. But we've got no idea what the story is. I understand with 60 Minutes. Like, that's a general current affairs show of sorts. I can understand people watching it. It Takes Two. What the hell is anybody watching It Takes Two and for? People love it. Exactly. Why? I don't know. Anyway. I really don't know. And uh, All Saints was the first uh, Australian drama in at number eight. Hi, this is Jess Maguire from Defamer Australia and Other Malarkey. And you're listening to my favourite podcast, Box Cutters. And right now we're very lucky to have with us one of the people involved in Ice TV, the Electronic Program Guide. 
Mark Edwards. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Not a problem. Good morning, afternoon, or whatever it is. You <laughs> whatever, don't, you, you whatever don't really time know with these things, yeah. do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just, just say hello. Covers it. Happy, <laughs> happy 1am to the crunchy granola suite. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Now, you, uh, you emailed us a, a couple of weeks ago and said, huge news at Ice TV. Yep. We've got big things coming up. We do, we do. What is it? Let, let us know first. Well, wait, 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 wait. First what? of all, should, shouldn't he no, just... No, I said first, first. First of all... No, no first, what is Ice TV? What Start is Ice end. TV? Give us a... Give us a... Uh, I, 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 know, I know we have informed listeners, but I think, I think give us a quick rundown. Ice TV is a whole lot of things. Right now, probably the most important thing is, uh, as you know, if you've got a, a PVR or a media centre and you want to record TV, um, you need an EPG, you need a TV guide... To, to help you schedule things. So you need to mm-hmm. know what's on so your PVR can say, hey, you want to record the new pilot of Hey, Hey, It's Saturday or whatever <laughs> it's going to be called. The, the, the TV guide knows when it's on and yep. it records it. Um, and it can do things like adding, you know, padding bit half an hour at the end so you don't miss the end of it if the TV station's running late, which, mm-hmm. they, which they never do. Can, can you also do padding at the beginning for situations yep. where the, the TV st- station is running early, like last week with All Saints, where it was at the uh, very special new time of 9.12pm? You can. The padding's <laughs> actually not the TV guy. It's actually not what we do, but it's the... The, the PVR or Media Centre will do that. I've got mine set to two minutes before and half an hour after because you just never know. <laughs> yeah, no. And that'll catch everything. I haven't been... Caught out since I've had that, and it doesn't matter just uh, getting a little bit on the the start or the end because you just just jump skip through it. Yep, 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 Yep. definitely. Definitely. Uh, That that sounds wonderful. Where do I get one? Anywhere, anywhere. Right. Just JB Hi-Fi and the whole... I mean, that, that we, we actually support... Sorry, I haven't really finished talking about ISO. <laughs> um, we, we support a whole range of different PVRs and media centres. So we, we pretty much work with anything we can that's popular. Um, if mm-hmm. something becomes popular, we're glad to speak to the manufacturers and then and provide the services we have. Um, because so, you've actually got a couple at the moment, don't you, that uh, that uh, people can purchase, which includes a 12-month subscription to Ice TV. Yeah, most most of the manufacturers we work with are quite happy to sell more more boxes through our site. You know, mm-hmm. why not? Yep. Um, and, and a lot of them, almost every, everyone we work with comes with some kind of free, free subscription in the box. Okay. So, which is, you know, it's a good way to try it out, see if you like it. Yeah, definitely. And if I've built my own media, Windows Media Centre on Myth TV or yep. Apple, you know, Apple Box... TV. Well, you don't build an Apple TV. You buy an Apple TV, but you can you, you, buy an Apple Mac and you, and you put, put ITV, ITV on it. On it. Yep, yep. Uh, and so that that can plug into the yep, to yep. the I, I, ITV EPG. All all of, all of those three. Um, and what about if I've bought a TiVo and hacked it? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, look, we'll give a feed to anyone. So, so, <laughs> so if, if you're if you're into hacking things, then you, you'll you, you'll just get a straight XML feed that's not encrypted for those people who know what all that means um and and if if you're good enough that you can hack a, a, a tivo then i'm sure you can get it working so it's not, oh, not fantastic. A, problem at all. a lot and of the guys is, in, the, in the office and this is a, a paid subscription service and, and about it is, uh, it is. a year ago uh you announced that you were going to float because you wanted to raise money to try and get yep. two hundred and twenty thousand subscribers yep how's that been going um, subscribers are going well. The float obviously didn't happen. Mm. Um, there's, there's several reasons for that, which I'm sure we're about to discuss in a we, minute. We, we are. I, I wanted to get, get past <laughs> the good part and, and yep, you talk about yep. your new product before we do that. Yep, yep. Just to kind of ease you in and, you know, give you a false sense of confidence and before then, you pounce with all the hard stuff. Why not? Go for it. Um, so, yeah, the subscriber numbers, what, what are they up to now? Right now we've got, we've got about 8,000. Hard to know. We just had a sale, which is great. So... 
it, it's it's about eight thousand. It's 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 getting it's getting pretty good actually. So there's a lot of people out there. And when uh, when things like Foxtel IQ started, yep, how did that affect? TV. You know what? It's not really the same thing because we're free-to-air TV. Um, Foxtel's Foxtel. It's, uh, I mean, it's great. Obviously, the IQ does a lot of the same things that the, the, these PBR, other PBRs and media centres do. Um, I think it's, it's really driven by the content. If you want Foxtel content, then you'll get Foxtel. If you, if you don't want Foxtel content or you don't care, then you'll buy something else. So, um, so there are no plans to include the Foxtel guide in the TV EPG? No, not at this point. I, right. I, I don't know if they'll they'll let us. <laughs> that's, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it's you know you can only do what you can do. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the, the new product. Is this what I saw on the on the website? Is this yep, the yep. Uh, oh, what I'm watching? What, is that what, what it's, is that what it's called? It's it's called uh, I watch this. I watch this. Um, there's actually there's a whole lot of new stuff coming with. It's it's really great. It's just it's a it's a very young company. I mean, it's it's, it's very much a tech startup. So there's a lot of young guys there. We all love all this stuff. We all use it all at home. So you kind of go into work, whatever that is, and if there's something where you say, wouldn't it be cool if, we just do it. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's, I mean, there's a whole lot of housekeeping you have to do to make sure everything's working for the, for the subscribers we have, and there's a whole lot of other stuff that you have to do, obviously, but there's stuff like remote recording you know, from your mobile phone where you just look at the TV guide on your mobile phone and hit record. Um, you can do that while you're down the pub instead of going home and looking at the TV screen. Or, and is that a J2ME application or is that just uh browsing normally it's, it's actually it's it's um it's xhtml it's really 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 lightweight and very very basic oh, it, it, it doesn't um it doesn't look amazing but for a mobile phone it's it's just it's it's really quick so it's it's pretty much you know so you know slow page loads i mean if you're going through a whole tv guide on your phone you don't want it to take ages yeah of course especially if you don't have a quick phone hmm. um, that sounds fantastic so anywhere you are you just you ring up your uh, PVR essentially and say, record this now, and um, it just starts recording it. Or record this in three hours. Kind of, kind, kind of. of. Um, basically, the web page is actually even better than the mobile phone service. So there's mm-hmm. a web page, and you can do um, series recording, search the TV guide, mm-hmm. set something to record, tell it it's a favourite so you can record it anywhere you want. We're working on um, keyword tracking and keyword recording, so okay. you just sort of say, hey, I'm into, I'm into sailing, whatever, I'm into surfing. You just punch that in, and then it'll either notify you or, or just automatically record it. Um, and hopefully, we'll get it working with a priority. So stuff that you want to record will be prioritised. I'm not sure how easy that's going to be to, to pull off, but we'll yep. try it. Yep. But um, you're slowly developing more and more absolutely TiVo-style functionality into into yeah. your EPG. You know what? I mean, look, I love TiVo. It's a great box. But there isn't, um, in terms of stuff you desperately want, once you've got really good serious recording, I mean, that there isn't... If you look at TiVo's full feature list, and again, I'm not, I'm not having a go at you, TiVo you here. You be careful about what you say to TiVo. I, <laughs> I, re- I proposed to one once. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of the modern media centres, um, they're really pretty good. You know, it's, it's, well, and, it's t- and this t- is the thing. TiVo is, is five years old. Yep. yep. It, it's five-year-old technology, and things have improved a lot since then. They have. They have. TiVo's great. No, there's, no, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with TiVo, but there's nothing wrong with a lot of these new boxes out there either there's some some really really good stuff and, and a lot of it's a lot of it is actually quite mature the, the windows solution has been around for for ages for, for probably longer than almost anything except tivo um the the apple solution itv is great it's what i use um and there's a lot of really good pvrs there's there's some pvrs coming out now that do everything they stream from your computer they you know they, they even look all right you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. 
it's it's pretty good. It's a good time. Are PVRs disappearing? I've been looking around, trying to just just looking out of general interest, and they yep. seem to be getting harder and harder to find. And I'm noticing catalogs uh, like JB Catalog, uh, they're getting less and less coverage in them. Are they are they disappearing? I'd say if anything, probably the opposite. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. the low end PVRs, um, I think they will go. I mean, they kind of they don't really do anything. They're just kind of a VCR with a hard drive instead of yep. a, and they're. Uh, my girlfriend's parents bought one the other week and they're like, come around and set it up because you know about this stuff. And you plugged it in. <laughs> and, and it's kind of, it's 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 great. But I don't think the people who designed it had any care for the people that were going to use it. You know? It's like, you know, we barely got it to work. Um, they've, they've actually got Foxtel, so they were hoping to record Foxtel. And look, you know, it, it works, but it's, it's not fun. <laughs> I mean, the whole idea is you get... The first step is kind of recording stuff the same way you'd record, uh, you know, on a VHS. But really what you everyone ends up doing once they've had these things for a while is watching everything time-shifted. So you kind of – you don't want anything that's difficult. It has to be so easy. You just have to yep. record everything and then watch the stuff you want. And if you've recorded something you don't want to watch, you know, you just delete it. <laughs> it's yeah, a b- yeah. big deal. Yep. No time wasted. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend getting to somebody – just say somebody's listening to this now – uh, what what PVR or media center? Is Ross, best? it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to it now. No, I'm sure there's somebody else. But, listening. but really, you, you want to know for yourself. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, there's such a massive range. It really depends on what you want. If if it was something for my parents, mm-hmm. or if it was something, um, oh look, the, the top fields are good for for a PVR. Um, there's a Beyond Wiz. That's it's like Beyond, but without a D. Um, they've just released a PVR that's great. That does it just does absolutely everything, um, mm-hmm. in, like including streaming and, and mounting shares and all kinds of stuff like that, which my parents probably wouldn't do. Um, apart from that, the, the media centres are, are kind of they're the ones that have everything. And, yep. and really, in terms of price, a top end PVR costs the same as a, as a good media centre anyway. So I, I'll tell you what I want, Mark. I, I want, want I want dual tuner, Foxtel enabled. Yep. With uh, with Ice TV, of course, so that I can get all of the channels available, not just the ones that the free to wear networks deign <laughs> suitable <laughs> to publish. Uh, it, you know, something like that. And, and for me, that's like the holy grail. I want to yep. be able to yep. have one device that can control everything. Okay, you're not asking too much. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> almost everything is anything that we support is is dual tuner, just because. All of the decent boxes are. There's just no mm-hmm. point in doing anything less. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all of them are—they're uh, all digital. Um, most of them are, are high def as well, just because they are. It's this, there's no point um, in doing anything less. I don't think the technology costs a whole lot. A lot mm-hmm. of the computer USB tuners—they're—they're, they're, you know, they're like two hundred dollars or less for a, a, a single high def tuner. So there's no point in doing anything less. The only bit that's going to trip you up is the foxtel i know the <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's not really any easy way to do that there's just it's it's got a lot to do with setting up ir ports that point to the uh, infrared ports that point to the and then use foxtel an IR, IR blaster and yeah i mean it's, it's all to do with the encryption that's just that's the signal comes down encrypted it's you know, well, we we don't have a system here like in the states where they have the um the the cable cards. I mean, I think if cable TV was much bigger and we had more providers, we'd have to. But in the states, you you have a, a cable card enabled box, which is yep. 
uh, and, and then you, you, you buy or you get the little cable card tuners that have the, the thing to decrypt the signal on it. So you could buy something that would, would work with that and then hopefully you'd be able to get an EPG for it as well. And how odd that we ended up getting a crap system in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh. what, what? The, the, the probably bad news is that it's not likely to change because Foxtel's got a monopoly in this country. And yeah. you know, they, they tried to have a bit of competition and Foxtel just jumped them up. I guess, look, it's entirely up to Foxtel if that's... If if there's enough consumers out there that it makes it worthwhile for their bottom line, then um, I'm sure they'll do. I mean, they they do have IQ, so the the solution now, if that's which they get to charge for, they do. Which they I do. can't, you know, record Channel Seven and Channel Ten on. I mean, I can record them, but I can't use the the, the EPG for it. Yep. Uh, yep. Which a lot of listeners to to box cutters this week have actually told us after we talked about it last week have told us that they have Foxtel and they don't watch Channel Seven and Channel Ten. So, clearly, those channels shitting themselves in the foot. Oh. Yeah, look, they probably are. And I'm sure, I'm sure Nine loves that. <laughs> and that's, now, that's probably why the deals were done. So, I, I don't know. I've got... Now, I'm so glad you bring up Channel 9. <laughs> because. What the hell happened? What were they I thinking? really did it to myself then, didn't you I? You really did. <laughs> I was waiting for you to step in that trap. I led right into it. Last year, for, for listeners who, who aren't aware, last year, Channel 9 decided to sue Ice TV because they were publishing an electronic programming guide that Nine said contravened their copyright. Yep. Now, you weren't stealing this straight from the Nine MSN site. Not at all. We, we, we've got a, a, very, a team of very dedicated people that sit there every week. And when and when the, the whole thing out when the hold when on, the TV stations just, just on that for a sec, how difficult is it to keep up with like the say with the Friday night death slot on Channel Ten, which seems to change every other week? Is it, is it hard to keep up with the programs? Um, it, it's actually quite weird that the team are actually incredibly good at. It. There's a whole system behind it that that mm-hmm. sort of obviously you put things in and it just predicts that you know have to enter every single time slot for every single region. Yep. Um, and and the guys obviously keep on top of news. We've even had situations where. Um, the the TV guy I can't remember which station it was for. It was, um, but there was there's been situations where the TV guide on the station's websites have actually been more out of date than our EPG because the guys yep. are like, I think this is going to happen. We're not sure. Yeah. But we're going to put this in the in the guide anyway because <laughs> yeah. I think yep. it's going to happen. So look, it's you know obviously there's going to be situations where if the information's not there, we don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair know, enough. Anyway, sorry, I, so I interrupted. So it finally went to court in October last year. It did. And then we, we heard almost nothing about it after that. <laughs> really? And I've been scouring That makes the news. Tourists. That's the problem. Really? It's, yeah, the, the hearing finished in, in November, the end of November. Um, it got extended for a little bit. Um, and we, we still, we're, we're still waiting the, the decision. So it's, 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 a very, it's a very stressful time at work that, at times. That's <laughs> like seven and a half months. It's, it's a long time. And so, so we're going for the record. <laughs> so you're uh, you're barred from trading on the on the stock exchange while this court case is pending. Yep, yep. Uh, you, uh, what about extending your business, doing doing new products like uh, uh, like I, I watch this and, and things like that? How how does the pending court case affect that? I I'm not. I'm not on anywhere even close to the legal team. I, I don't. It's not really my area. However, um, I, I don't think it stops any any new products, especially ones that that don't necessarily relate to the EPG. And we have we have quite a few. Right. Um, so so really, <laughs> we're we're we've got no more information at all 
hopefully we'll hear we'll hear soon. It has been now, a long now time. They didn't they didn't let Channel Nine know first. And Channel 9 just accidentally lost the results or something. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe they found out six months ago yeah. and we just don't know. <laughs> maybe, they're, uh, maybe they found out at the same time that The Sopranos started airing in the uh, States. Yeah. And, uh, and they won't release it until they start <laughs> showing The Sopranos here. Could be. Could be. The, I just don't understand. And, and maybe you can give some insight because Channel 9 have not given us any. What were they thinking when they did this? In what way does it benefit them to have less people know what time things are on? I think, I think unfortunately for us, it, it all relates to ad skipping, which, as you guys would know, and as most people have done a bit of research here, it's not something we actually have anything any any control over. We can't stop mm. it if we wanted to say, "Hey, well, let's let's go and t- talk to the stations and make them happy with the way we run our business." Let's stop people skipping ads. We can't do that because it's the boxes that actually do it. They, mm. You record something on your PVR and you just, if you want to fast forward 30 seconds, who's who's going to stop you? But, but I've, been, I've been skipping ads for the last 24 years. You probably have. And uh, it, you know, and even before then, when I just had a remote control. You're probably not the only one. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch any ads. <laughs> you, you may. I, I would go to other, other programs. Clearly, they know that you may this have is even hit mute <laughs> on, on your TV with, with, with no time shifting. It's you know it happens. I do mm. that now too. <laughs> it's, I mean, they, clearly they know that people do this. And there's been some research that says people still watch it. I mean, I know if, even if you time shift everything, it's it's it all comes down to being active versus passive. Skipping ads is 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 is, is pa- active, so you have to actually forcefully try and skip the ads and then get back to the right right place so you can keep watching so yeah i mean i'm forever walking in and saying oh really did that happen on the news and my wife's saying no this is three weeks ago <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yeah and of course the networks could have done things to, to to combat ad skipping things like instead of having 30 second ads have 25 second ads have have five second ads in with two of them in a row, and then go straight back to the content. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's, there's, there's heaps of things that they could have done. Banners you can run. I really, there's, there's I really don't. And at the time, I didn't think so. And still, I don't think suing Ice TV was yeah. was the way to go. The unfortunate thing is, if if they end up winning, not only do we probably go out of business or whatever happens with us, uh, it, it means there's no one can take the place. So it's. It's probably bad news for everyone. You know, forget yeah. about being bad news for us. It's probably, it's probably not something that's particularly nice for Australia. Um, and given that free to air is is looking um, to to become really good over the next few years, or wh- whenever it is, uh, two thousand and twelve or whatever, <laughs> when they when they decide to shut down the analog and add, uh, you know add more channels, that's um, that's going to coincide with also the date that Channel Nine shows the first episode of this last bit of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> And the court decision, all yes, at once. all at once, <laughs> all <laughs> happening in two thousand and fifteen. Just quickly, we, we are running out of time, but I want to know uh, TiVo Channel 7's announcement about TiVo a couple of weeks ago. Yep, yep. How have you taken to that? Yeah, look, I think I think it's great news. I mean, we're not we're well, we'd be quite happy if there was to be a couple of you know if there are a couple of players doing well. Uh, I think. Um, the more exposure on on just just the whole whole market and people becoming more educated is a good thing. So, I, but I, TiVo is more of a box, isn't it? Could could you run Ice TV on TiVo, or do they? Yeah. Is, is do they have their own uh, EPG? TiVo is is the box and the service. We're the service, so um, right. There's no, although they don't obviously have that we know of a, a TV guide and EPG for for Australia. We'd quite mm-hmm. happily work with them um, yep. if, if they wanted us to 
yep. to work with them. Uh, that's why you're being so polite, because I wasn't nearly as polite about them a couple of weeks ago. Oh, look, with, I, I just, I mean, I think, I think you have to give them some respect no matter what, because they have, they've certainly been pioneers in, in, in this. Oh, de- definitely. As I said, in, I proposed to a box, but the... Uh, <laughs> a TiVo box. A TiVo box. Just... You filthy-minded little... <laughs> uh, the... Uh, but the thing is, from what it seemed to me, the the thing that Channel 7 is bringing out here is not the TiVo that I knew and loved in the United States. It's From all the reports I've heard, that's that's quite possible, and there may be some people that are disappointed, but, I mean, that's all. Obviously, it's all speculation until until it comes out. Yeah. Mark Edwards, thank you so much for joining us on Box Cutters. Do I get to talk about I Watch This? Oh, yes! <laughs> Quickly! Quick! Quick! Okay. Um... The very short version. Very short version. TV guides are a very big, long-winded thing. Yes. Uh, we all know that. There's no way everyone wants to go through and scrounge through and find the best shows. Um, imagine having a TV guide with editorial reviews uh, and also a dig-style thing. So basically people can vote on shows. They can set up their own TV guide um, and be reminded, even if they don't have a PVR, and just be reminded of all their favourite shows when they come on, even if they go off air for six months, whatever. Um, vote, comment, the whole lot. Very, you know, social networking kind of stuff. That's that's what I watch. This is fantastic. Wow. And so, and fantastic. you can, and through I watch this, you can also then go and set your own PVR. I'm guessing if you're using RCTV, that's the whole point. Single recording, series recording, the whole lot, everything, all from I watch this. So do you, I'm getting ha- a little bit of a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do you how do you, you you just go in and you say I like these sort of shows? Like you were saying before, you like shows about sailing or surfing or whatever, and then. Is it easy to explain? Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, we, we don't have the keyword tracking in there just yet. Yep. Um, that, that's going to come some point soon. This, you know, that, yep. that's, that's going to be actually very soon. But but you go in and you say, I want... Um, you, just, you just say, you do a quick search, say yep. Sopranos, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll find Sopranos and you just click record series. That's it. Or you click add to my guide and then... It'll be in your this if you don't have a PVR and you'll get notified we're doing RSS See, again, and email notifications. Again, on. the way Sopranos is treated by Channel Nine, that sounds perfect because uh, for somebody like Brett who had trouble with the last series keeping up with it because of the way Channel Nine were moving it all over the well, place. Well, because mm-hmm. they don't program for your VCR, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. It's, that's a, it's true. actually really funny. There's there's been um, a couple of shows recently. One was Shameless. I don't know if you guys watch it. Yep. I absolutely yep. love it. And um, I kind of found out about it a bit late to the party. I was telling a friend about it. And it was like, okay, so when's it on? I've got no idea. What channel's it on? Um, I'm really not sure. <laughs> but it's really good. If you see it, it's good. Watch it. Yeah. And that, that's kind of, I mean, that, that you know, kind of sums up the experience. You just sort of, you watch shows. You know, yeah. you, just, you, just, you just plug it in, whatever you want, and that's it. It's there. So yeah, fantastic. You, you, don't even, you don't know when something's broadcast. All you know is you go to your library and there's four new things that you like and you just yeah. watch them or delete them if you don't want to watch them. That's yeah. it. Fantastic. I love it. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do people get all this from? Is it icetv.com? Dot au? Dot au. It is. And iwatchthis.com.au when it when it's finally released. It's in uh, it's in a private beta at the moment, isn't it? It is. You guys can be join you can join if you like. That's great. Right. I I don't have a PVR, but uh I'm getting on tonight. All right. <laughs> Mark it was from Ice TV. Thank you so much for joining us on Box Cutters. No problem, thank you. Time for the golden age of television. That's better. <laughs> and the envelope, please. Today, in the golden age of television, six feet under, and 
Oh, yes. Six feet under. Mm. Only six feet under. Yes. Well, I think the envelope figured that uh, maybe it only needed one because this was quite controversial. It, it is quite controversial because it doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> it does not belong. It does. Uh, let, it, let him have his say. Okay. Brett? It Brett, does. This, this is yours. Six Feet Under is a, uh, an HBO uh, series that was created by Alan Ball, who was the writer-producer on American Beauty. Is that a film you enjoyed, Josh? No, no, it's not. <laughs> no? no, I fell in love with that film. Really? I fell in love with that film in the last 15 minutes. I, like, literally fell in love with the film. Really? Yes. In the same way that I fell in love with TiVo? No. It uh, <laughs> ran from 2001 to 2005, starring uh, Peter Krause, Michael C. Hall, who uh, we laser saw in Dexter. Yep. Well, if you're watching Australian TV, you haven't seen him at all. <laughs> Francis Conroy, Lauren, Lauren Ambrose, and uh, some others. It's uh, a series based around a family-run mortuary, Fisher & Sons Funeral Home. Um, series one and two were, were it, it, it started out as a beautifully crafted piece using cinematic techniques such as split focus shots uh, that were symbolic of the care taken in the production of the show and, uh, and, and made it something that looked like nothing else on television. Um, right, from the, right from the opening credits. Well, the opening credits are great. To I, mean, under. I mean, when the opening credits started, there were, uh, that was amazing. We hadn't seen anything like that in a credit sequence before. No, really. Right from then, it had that stamp of quality on it. Really nice art in the uh, in the opening credits, mm-hmm. and uh, and and a really nice theme to it as well. Do, 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 do. I, I liked that. And uh, each episode would open up with the the death of somebody. Yeah, that's where it started going downhill. <laughs> um, the program explored uh, away from from the the weekly death, uh, the various relationships of each of the family members. Uh, while the sons David and Nate, as they were working on the bodies, uh, were visited by the spirits of the people they prepared, uh, giving them perspective on the travails that they were experiencing. You keep you keep looking to. I'm just going to let you go with it, Brad. I'm not going to say anything until. Uh... As we moved on into series three, uh, Lily Tomlin arrived as a regular character in a storyline that saw her ensnaring Nate, one of the brothers, uh, by moving to LA, can I carrying you there? his child. Um, she was uh, in Lily, series two. Lily, Lily Taylor. What did I say? You said Lily ah, Tomlin. I so did, and I wrote that too. Yes, Lily Taylor. <laughs> Um, carrying his child, and uh, that signalled a decline of the production values on the series. It also changed the dynamic of the characters with Nate turning into a whiny pain in the ass, full of uh, boring neuroses. It's not until uh, halfway through the fourth series that things became interesting again with the episode That's My Dog. Uh, this is one of the most compelling hours of television I've ever seen, dealing with a carjacking of David by a hitchhiker, taking him all around the main streets of LA, eventually putting him out of his misery at the end. Um, David's haunted by this event for the re- remainder of the series, um, seeing his tormentor randomly at funerals and Putting him out of, out of his misery means killing him, Brett? Well, no. But... I don't want to give away, give too much away about uh, the episode. It's aired. It's aired in Australia. You just say it. Well, basically, uh, knelt down on the ground and uh, gun held to his head, as though he were to be executed, um, and uh, no bullet in the barrel. Right, just an empty click. Um, so all the way up until the end of the fifth series, the de- denouement. Uh, was was another beautiful uh, episode with a serial flash forward to the eventual end of all the central characters. 
And we, mm. we have talked about that here on Box Cutters as, as I think, well. I think during the radio show a bit. Yes. Amongst. Maybe. Pos- possibly a- more than once. Did it, did it go a bit... Uh, you, you said it went a bit off track. It did a bit. It went a bit mad about you. When Helen mad about Hans, you? When really? Helen Hunt became a neurotic freaking bitch. It did. Um, it, Nate got it got a bit like that. Lily Taylor was like that all the way through. Whenever she was in it, she was just annoying as fuck. Well, wasn't the excellent Kathy Bates also in it? Uh, she was. Yes, she was a a friend of the mother, Frances Conroy. Because I quite liked the first two series. Yes. Yep. Uh, but then it just uh, just got stupid. And I wouldn't say it got mad about you. It just got. Uh, it, it's kind of like adult party of five. Like well. how many. <laughs> How many more awful things can happen to these people? And they just go, they just all just spun out of control in just in just ways that I thought was was just completely stupid. And I did keep up with it because uh, my wife watched, kept up with it, and so I'd see bits and pieces of it. And it, it just it just got it just got stupid. And this is, so, I, in my opinion, something that I that I said from from the very start, and and I stand by this. And I've tried to watch a number of episodes. In fact, I have watched a number of episodes. And uh, and and just haven't liked it. it. It was Party of Five with death. All of the characters have an equal in Party of Five, pretty much. You've got the older, unshaven brother who really doesn't know what he's doing with his life. You've got the younger, clean-shaven, clean-cut brother who has a, a terrible secret that he that he's trying to keep. He's gay. Yeah. Which was right, uh, but in the because I never watched Party of Five. In, in Party of Five, it was alcohol, alcoholism, terrible secret, trying to keep. Uh, you've got the uh, the the young, or the you know, high school daughter who is uh, uh, really acting out a little bit and uh, and going out with the wrong kind of guys and and just doing everything you know in kind of an attention-seeking way. The only thing you don't have is the equivalent of, of young Julia. You don't have anyone going, are they going to split us up? But then, hang on a second, you do. You've got Francis Conroy, who is, uh, who is basically worried the whole time that the funeral home is going to be sold from, from under them or, or going to be... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, but, they're going to be... But you can say that about anything. You can say, oh, well, Bugs Bunny is the same as The Simpsons because they're both animated. No, like no, that, these, that, are, that, these that, are direct lines between characters. No, you're saying there's similarities in the characters. No, I mean, I'm there's saying, similarities I'm all saying over there are, there are extraordinary similarities. Now, that, that Six said, Feet Under was, uh, uh, was a great show in its prime. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a teen melodrama no, Ross, that, that was crappy. Said, I quite liked... I quite liked Party of Five. Can't you draw the same lines with Dawson's Creek or... Exactly. Uh, no, Melrose Place? No, or, not, not, not to that extent of correlation. I think, I think those characters are So you are think all, it sucks because it's too much are, like Party of Five? No. No, I don't think it sucks because it's too much like Party of Five. I think Party of Five was quite good. I don't think it deserved all the, the amazing accolades that it got. I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. Well, American Beauty but, won an Oscar, and you don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 that's, 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 that's you, a piece of different argument. Have that off off air. Um, but a lot of things that Brett was talking about, like the how visually sumptuous it was, the the dead character, the the dead father, continually coming up. These these were things that weren't being done in television at that stage. Uh, it's it's another look. It's another extension of how you know how we've talked about with sitcoms. How like Seinfeld made it so that sitcoms could not be. You don't have to be about happy families and whatever. This showed 
this showed the same sort of thing. You, you don't have to have drama about traditional families. I mean, this was this was one of the first drama with with such an openly gay character as David. Now, I'm not saying they did good things with that, but certainly at the start, it was breaking ground. That's different to Party of Five. Party of Five was just all these kids should be on Prozac. Well, no, I think uh, I think you're judging Party of Five a little, a little bit too harshly. No, because I was a fan as well, <laughs> and I have to say. Six Feet Under is a much better show. Party I, of Five is a teen melodrama. I, I really think that Six Feet Under, for me, didn't do anything anything extraordinary. Yes, I mean, it it was visually nice to, nice to watch. And there was great care taken with, with the production of it when, in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure there was. In those, in those first two seasons, definitely. The, the lighting and the, and the composition were, were all fantastic. Uh, and you know what? I'm I'm coming around to the idea that, and and I have been since we started talking about this list, that it probably should be on the list, but uh, that then party needs, five's not on the list. But party five <laughs> should also be on the list. No, but the uh, the the thing is that uh, what we have to remember, and I think what what's important for me to remember is that the whole idea of the golden age isn't that they're all shows that we absolutely love. But there are shows that made a difference. Mm. And, yeah, Six Feet Under definitely did get people who uh, were not into watching television into watching television. Mm. I will say that. There are a lot of people I know who don't really watch television who did watch Six Feet Under. Uh, and so for that, it, it was a good thing. I, I will never like it. No, I will never like. I will never like anything that Alan Ball does. But even the central premise is quite revolutionary. Like now, if you had a show about death and dying, people would, wouldn't bat an eyelid. But I think back then, what are we talking? It premiered in two thousand one. Two thousand one. Even back then, it was quite. It was. It was quite different. It was quite unusual to have a show about undertakers and that was so focused on death. And just as far as openly gay characters go, I I do need to say that Jody in Soap was really the first openly gay character in television that was 1978. Oh no no, I'm not saying I I'm not saying that it was the first openly gay character by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying this was the first openly gay character that they attacked in this sort of way. Right. Uh there was there was very full on sex scenes in it, man on man. You still don't get that much on television today. And I think that was that was quite groundbreaking. Um, five or six years Did ago. that predate Queer as Folk? Yes. Okay. Yep. And it also uh, introduced uh, the States to Rachel Griffiths. And with Queer as Folk, uh, it was... You kind of know what you're getting. You know that you're getting a, a show about about uh, gay men and women. That's what, that's really? what you're getting with Queer as Folk. Did you get that in Queer as Folk? <laughs> yeah. Whereas with this, this is a drama that, that, you know, everybody's watching, like, you know, people's parents are saying, oh, you should watch this great show. You don't expect such a confronting, openly gay character and handled in the way they handle it. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think all, all your comments are, are fair. I, I, will just, I will never like it. <laughs> uh, but that being said, it's on the list. Are you one of those that follows follows the ads? Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. I told you that one would go on for a while. Very, very quickly. Uh, uh, there's a new ad and I keep seeing it and asking myself, what 
oh, this ad, I can't remember what this is for. Uh, I'll have to remember when I watch it this time. And by the time I get to the end of the ad, uh, I've either lost interest or I'm annoyed. Uh, so, so it hasn't worked. But uh, there's a person and they've got a big parcel, like a big present. And they, uh, they take the wrapping paper off uh, while a boppy song bops along underneath a boppy pop song. Uh, but when they unwrap that layer, there's just another layer of wrapping. This present is quite big. It's, it's, it's a big type of box. And so rather than keep unwrapping the present, as you'd expect them to do, they decide to uh, pass it on to another person. And a whole big citywide game of pass the parcel starts up. People mm. get this parcel on a bus and then somebody gets it in a city building. Does the music stop when, when somebody actually gets to unwrap? No, no, no. It just no. keeps going the whole time. Because oh, that would be a nice touch. They, they go up in a lift and then a, a, a bike courier gets it dropped on him as he's riding along. It, it, it's kind of just... Uh, it just keeps going and going and the box keeps getting smaller and smaller. In the end, we end up with a woman sitting, I think she's on a bus, and she's got a small jewellery-sized cardboard box and it, it fits in her hand and she's looking at it and very carefully she opens it and through the magic of special effects, the original big box jumps out of the little box, completely wrapped again, and the whole thing starts over. What? Hang on. Is this an ad? What's this an for, ad for? Is it for Telstra? Yes. Really? Yes. Did you know that? No. Really? Well, I've seen the ad like half a dozen times and I didn't know it was for Telstra. No, I didn't I, I, I don't think I've ever seen this ad. It, but it stinks of Telstra to, to me <laughs> because Telstra have this habit recently of having ads, especially for their next G network, mm-hmm. of incongruous situations and that's why you should be on next g and doesn't tell you anything about the product yeah yeah well this this has the tagline of share the good stuff so i'm not quite sure how this works i think this is share uh, the frustration <laughs> I, I think this are is, they promoting like p2p BitTorrent? no they're, they're <laughs> over there super fast it, it's telstra prepaid mobiles what prepaid Prepaid mobiles. I, I, I have no no idea. I think it's a classic case of the advertising executives approached Telstra and said, oh, we've got this great idea for an ad. And they said, yeah, for what product? I don't know. Any product. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was the end of it. So, um, yeah, if, if you can understand this ad or if you can understand what the relevance is to, uh, to anything, <laughs> email us. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Yeah, please, please do. In the meantime, I don't buy it. Some uh, very quick letters. We had a couple from Chad. Uh, he wrote to us to say that he's really been enjoying the latest series of Doctor Who, which uh, airs here on a Thursday night, which seems a, seems a bit odd to me that, uh, that that's when it's airing. Uh, and apparently some of the best ones have been written by Stephen Moffat, who wrote uh, Who's the Guy Behind Press Gang? Yes, uh, which, which you can get on DVD at the moment. And he also wrote to us to ask how Tortwood rated last Monday. It had just over or just under a million yep. uh, and won its time slot. And uh, from uh, the word on the street is there's a bit of buzz around Tortwood. Yeah, I have to, I have to say I, I thought I was going to hate it. Mm. And by the end of it, I was a little bit hooked. 
Mm. I'm a little bit upset that I didn't set set up to record it tonight. Oh, you should have used your Ice TV. Yeah, PDR. I, but I don't mm. have one. I've just mm. got the VCR. It's old technology. Yeah. Brent, what have you got there? Um, if I can decode the, the way that uh, Ross has printed these out. Uh, David Boxcutter says, uh, Dear Boxcutters Q, N and V, best wishes. I had no idea what that meant when that came in. Really? That's yeah. letters to Boxcutters. Q oh, N and V, and that, that's good because I had an N, but I didn't have a Q. Oh, nice one! Now we've got them all. <laughs> but if somebody could send us a U, otherwise the Q is just going to be useless. This is a capital yeah. Q. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The U is just going to be useless. But, it's, it. but it's worth ten points. Mm. That's, I, I love it when people send us those ones. Uh, from Max Boxcutter, his uh, question is: Is that Wayne Hope from Stupid Stupid Man saying, "Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind." It sounds exactly like him. I swear to God. Now, that's actually Brian Nankervis. When we had uh, Brian Nankervis on, uh, Brian Nankervis is uh, the host, I think, I guess you would say. The, the adjudicator. Adjudicator. The from, creator, one of the creators from of Rockwiz. And if you want to hear a, a whole lot about his history in television, he has a, a long and excellent history in television. You can listen to Boxcutter's episode. <laughs> Uh, in which we had Brian on. And he was uh, also one of the umpires at the Community Cup match oh, yesterday. And he's uh, a warm-up guy at Channel 9. Well, he traditionally does a lot of warm-ups, I think. And in fact... He, he used to do the panel, amongst others. Yep. In fact, uh, going back to an early conversation, uh, Raymond J. Bartholomew's was his character who first appeared, I believe, on Hey Hey Saturday. That's so true. Look forward uh, in to red him faces. coming back on Hey Hey Saturday sure. quite soon. Uh, Nigel P. Boxcutter wrote to us to say that uh, Telstra sucks, which I'm sure Brett will agree with. Uh, they've got their usage meter screwed up on his internet and uh, they estimated his usage at uh, 26 gig when it was actually 3 gig. Assets. So uh, he's been uh, shaped, not surprisingly. He also wanted to know what time Sesame Street's on. Now, I was talking about Sesame Street last week and saying that it wasn't on and that uh, the the other Sesame Street kind of uh, Elmo's, Elmo's World, World etc. was on. Uh, Sesame Street is back on. Uh, it's on from 8.30 to 9 o'clock on uh, weekdays on the ABC. Have you got that other letter that came in asking, uh, Ross, what is this Sesame Street that you keep on talking about? Spelt S-A-S-S-A-M-E. Yeah, they were, they were just making fun of the way Ross says Sesame Street. <laughs> was that on the blog? I don't think that was a letter. Maybe that was on the blog. Maybe that was on the blog. Mm. Uh, Sesame Street is also on I, ABC2. I s- swear you were going to say Sesame Street is a production of the children's television. <laughs> I've been watching too much uh, Sesame Street. It's also on ABC2 at 11.30 in the morning. Mm, Paul Boxcutter okay. says, uh, I don't bite if you've seen the new Appia ad, the Australian Pensioners Insurance ad. I mean, if their demographic is over 50s for insurance, are they actually going to understand that's crap text speak that they're showing in the car registration plates. I know I don't buy it. He's spot on. I don't buy that either. That's just no. shit. And Which is uh, agreed and m- <laughs> value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Lastly, Alex Boxcutter says, Jordan, bless her heart, from Australia's Next Top Model. It's a quote. I think people should feel sorry for me because it's really hard to swim after you've just had a tub of gelato. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. That's very good. Hey, Brian, come in. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Speaking of uh, Telstra and how great a company they are, uh, I'm going to put something up on the blog, uh, which was somewhere. Um, but talking about... Uh, it's, it's at... 
boxcutters.net, the blog. Yes, yes, it is. This article is from somewhere. Um, Phil Burgess uh, showing that he's once again not across the facts of broadband in this country or continues to deliberately distort facts and reality to the point of completely misrepresenting the situation. Um, and this is as far as uh, uh, talking about fibre to the network or fibre to, to the, the node, node or fibre to the house, um, basically saying that fibre to the node is uh, pretty much outdated and uh, internationally is years old, um, but uh, we're still to see it in this country. Mm. Um, uh, so Telstra is uh, proposing that uh, FTTN is the way that we're going to go. And that, if that is fibre to the node. Yeah, so Telstra is saying that fibre to the node is what we're going to get. Um, but fibre to the fiber, node is years fiber old. Fibre to the home oh. is what we should be getting and yeah. is what would actually give us proper freaking broadband speeds. Yeah. But uh looks like uh, if Telstra gets their way, we're going to get screwed over. Well, this is uh, – I heard a report that Korea's doing uh, – trying to p- implement 500 megabits per second. I heard that uh, I heard that North Korea were planning to one up them and just implant chips into people's heads. <laughs> that sounds good. Hey, we've been talking a lot recently about uh, the uh, YouTubing of advertising, particularly yes. with the retrovision ads that uh, uh, mm-hmm. Brett brought up a couple of weeks ago. Have you guys seen the Reva Coffee ad? Yes, which is the the takeoff of the OK Go video. It, it's pretty much just. It, it would be a good ad, except everybody's seen the, with treadmills. the treadmills. Everybody's seen the uh, synchronized dancing with the treadmills. This is much the same. It's just uh, shopping, trolleys. shopping trolleys in the front of a supermarket. So, um, oh, is that the one they also took the piss out of it uh, on Chaser over the week? Quite possibly. Ah, uh, quite possibly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see Chaser. Uh, Channel Seven have announced that Surf Patrol is starting. See. Surf Patrol? No, Surf Patrol is starting next month. It's basically Bondi Rescue. Do we need another one of these shows? Did we need one in the first place? Well, exactly. Do we we need two? No, not really. Uh, When's it going to be on? July. (laughs) Time of the week. (laughs) Uh, They haven't announced it. No, just 24 hours a day during July. No, I heard that uh, dancing star dancers might not be coming back this year. Did you? Yeah. Oh, From uh, somebody involved with the production. Really? Yes. Uh, i tell you what else I heard. I heard that uh, poor Quiz Monkey is no more. Well, it's it's changed its name. <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting rid of Quiz Monkey. Uh, apparently, to, uh, <laughs> to quote a Channel 9 executive, they're freshening up <laughs> their night lineup. Yeah, really freshening it up. Maybe uh, something where the phones won't go down so much. <laughs> they're changing. Uh, it's not going to be called Quiz Monkey anymore. It's now going to be called The Mint. Yep. So uh, I I propose Mint Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Ah, oh, Mint Monkey is going to be fantastic. Mint Monkey. Okay. It's exactly the same show, just a different name, and they've actually had to license that name <laughs> yep. from Channel Four. No, it's not the same. They're apparently they're in a mansion. <laughs> you yeah. just know it's going to be the old Saturday at Rick's <laughs> set, dressed up a little bit more. They're at a mansion. Couple more couches. They're in a mansion, apparently. Right. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 91. I want to say thanks very much to Mark Edwards from Ice TV for coming in and yeah, telling us fantastic. all about that. Uh, 
uh, you can check out ICTV at icetv.com.au, as we mentioned. Thanks to our giveaway sponsors, Crumpler. And we will be having giveaways. We will. Very shortly. We will. They're, yep. uh, they're on their way, we promise. They're just on their way back from Toronto. Uh, you can wow. check them out at crumplet.com.au. And thanks also to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can check them out at rrr.org.au. You can check us out at boxcutters.net. or probably know that. Email us, yeah, just in case, email us hooray at boxcutters.net. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. And I will continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel, and thanks for listening to Box Cutters. See, we said that at almost the same time. We can't possibly be the same person. No, we couldn't. And hey. Let's let's sing in harmony. Come on. <laughs> let's be careful out there. Hey, I, I've got an idea. Why don't I drink a glass of water while the two of you talk? Okay, we're running out of that trip. Okay. <laughs>